Whether you're reading it for the first time or the hundredth, you will always find something new within the words of John's Gospel. While simultaneously being the easiest to read for new believers, the Gospel of John is a beautifully woven masterpiece loaded with deep theological insight that only the closest of Jesus' followers could express. In this book, we will explore many themes like light versus darkness, life and death, and what it means to be born again. As stated by John, the purpose of his gospel is to convince the readers that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that if you believe in him, you will have eternal life. Join us as we embark on a journey through John's gospel. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. Alrighty, so episode 24 in the series Journey Through John. Um, yeah, we're, we're at the last few hours of Jesus' life on earth before his resurrection now. And so um, um, this one deals with uh, the priestly prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and then the arrest of Jesus and all that stuff is the next one and his trial and everything. So we're going to, we're going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be a good couple next podcasts and you don't want to miss, you don't want to miss them. Although we knew the outcome, <laughs> um, you know, don't skip over them cause they're, you know, there's a lot of really good deep things in this one and the next one. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I, I've been loving John, um, the gospel of John and it's just been, um, quite a journey. Yeah, it's been great. I've been joining as well. Yeah, so um, we're just going to go ahead like we normally do and just uh, just get started. Um, so it says, verse sev- uh, ch- chapter 17, verse 1, it says this, When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. So basically, the word glorification... Um, basically means to exalt, to lift up. And what we're going to see actually over the next, uh, actually Jesus' crucifixion, is in a sense he is lifted up, just not in the way that, you know, normally people would think. You know, elevation looks different to different people. That's right. Um, Jesus' elevation and ascension um, was him being stuck on the cross, transcendent between heaven and earth to fill the gap. And so um, we'll talk more about that um, and then following a couple podcasts when he actually is crucified. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so when God exalts, it's not sometimes going to look the way that you expect it to. It's true. When he lifts you up, it's not going to look the way that you expect it to sometimes. Um, and, you know, when Jesus was glorified, exalted, and lifted up, you know, he, there was pain involved. There was a lot of different things involved. And, and you know... Um, he endured it. Well, I mean, he said, Father, the hour has come, and the yeah. hour is that season. Yeah, the season of, yeah. So this was the season that of the glorification of God. Right. Though God is to be glorified at all times and right. all places, but this was the season that all, all eyes and all ears yeah. was pointing towards the direction of God being glorified. And I believe this is the time frame, Pastor Aaron, we're in. There's a season that all eyes and ears will be directed and steered to God. Right. And not that we don't, we should not be constantly doing that, but there are seasons where God reveals himself and unfolds who he is to us, to a generation who do not know. Yeah. Or have forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And God wants to reveal his glory, but, you know, we have to be willing 
to allow his glory to come through us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter what it looks like or how painful it is, like with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, it was painful for him, but he he allowed God's glory to come through. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough, uh, tough thing to grasp sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's going to take work. But to, it's but yeah. it is the hour. This yeah. is the hour. You know, not a hour, the hour. That means yeah. the moment has come. The yeah. moment has arrived for the glory of the Son of God. Yeah. So yeah. that he can glorify the Father. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what it's really all about. It's glorifying God in, in everything that you do. But um, but continuing on, verse 2, Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. Notice that, to all whom you have given him. He's given them him the world. Um, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So um, that's basically saying that Eternal life isn't when you get to heaven. Eternal life is knowing God, period. That's when eternal life starts. The Greek um, for eternal meaning means perpetual, mm-hmm. um, never-ending, a perpetual age-long thing. So it's a perpetual life where you know God, and that's it. And so we have to get to a point of understanding, I think, that knowing God is the beginning of eternal life. Well, you know, and we've had this conversations before, but probably privately, but, you know, this is not the magic uh, word of salvation right. where, you know, we have to go through the formula of recital of the perfect prayer to receive Jesus, but to know God is eternal life. Yeah. To, I mean, to accept the message, to accept God for who he is, knowing that he is the only true God. Yeah. And so he if he is your only true God, then there should not be no other gods. Right. Nothing should ever become before God. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And unfortunately we we in this culture and I think it's not just in this particular but it's in every culture. Yeah. There are people the people of God struggle with putting God first at at most point in their lives. Yeah. Today, before, after from years to come. Yeah. This is the struggle we're dealing with. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it is sometimes a struggle. But, I mean, let's think for a moment about this whole statement. You know, eternal life is that they know God. Right. You know, um, there's a difference between knowing of God and knowing mm-hmm. Him personally. You yep. can know of somebody. Like, I know of actors. Right, right. I, I mean, I read the tabloids sometimes right. and understand what their life is somewhat about you watch tmz or the news and you can course. you can yeah. see you know what jeff bezos life is like or what uh i don't know um mark zuckerberg's life life is like you know of them right but you don't know them personally mm-hmm. and so that's the distinction i think is john and me i mean jesus during this prayer was making it's that you know there are people who are who know of me but eternal life starts when you know me intimately. And so that alludes to, you know, um, the parable of like, Lord, Lord, do mm-hmm. we not cast out demons in your right. name? Do we not do this on your authority? Yeah, but depart from me for I never knew you. 
that's that intimate knowing, meaning they didn't have eternal life here on this earth, and eternal life comes from knowing God. It's the old teaching that I remember preaching and learning it as I was growing is not head knowledge, but heart knowledge. Yeah. So it's it's really based upon the I mean, heart issue. Yeah, I agree with that. Both head knowledge and heart knowledge go almost hand in hand. Yeah. But there has to be that that intimate connection with mm-hmm. God where like you're you're like David where like your heart yeah longs after him mm-hmm. and and you know there's this longing that draws us in and i think that's what knowing god is about because the bible says taste and see that he is good right once you have a taste of his goodness you know you're going to want to come back for more and to know him more in a more deeper level that's the hunger you know jesus says they that hunger and, and thirst, thirst for righteousness, righteousness shall be filled so that therein lies the hunger that we must maintain yeah the hunger of desire the hunger of more wanting more than head knowledge mm. but the hunger of learning the father in yeah. a relationship way yeah i mean that's that's crucial because there's no more desperation anymore Mm-mm. you know there's nobody that's like just so desperate to just know him more well we're we are um our nature is addicts we, we we have become spiritual addicts let me get my fix and go let me get right. my fix and go let me get my fix right. and go and throughout my years of ministry, specifically here at this church uh, for 17 years, I have seen people come and go and come back and go and come back and go because where they go, where they planted, uh, they're not getting their fix as they come here, get their fix, and then go back. Yeah. I've seen that time and time and time again. But it's God, church, church hopping. It is. It is. And I believe that there are moments in, in people's ministries that you have what people need, but they, they don't want to plant themselves here because they're accustomed to something else right and and so so therefore they're unwilling to change and so if you're unwilling to change Mm. and you're expecting god to do something different but you're not willing to change and you then five years from now and a year from now you see yourself in the same place dealing with the same issues and the same problems is because you refuse to change absolutely change is is always essential to growth yeah <clears throat> we have to move forward from glory to glory to right. glory. You know, that's that's biblical. And so, like, your desire, my desire, our desire as followers of Jesus should look different tomorrow than it does today. Correct. You know, and if it and if it if it looks the same or if it looks less than it was today, right. then we're 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 not on the right track. You know, we have to get back to the point where it's like, you know, it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's life or death. I was watching a documentary um, about um, the persecuted church in China. Okay. And it's it's a really good documentary. I forget the name of it, but it's really, really good. It's on Amazon Prime. And, um, and so um, basically they're faced with a choice every single day. You know, either... You are a Christian or you're not. Mm-hmm. No in between. No in between. You know, and, and, and that could mean life or death, quite literally. Like, you know, people have been put into these these um holding camps where they're just tortured and killed for the sake of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you've got places like Japan and Taiwan, okay? They didn't really have religious persecution was because, or they, they say they don't, is because their dominant religion is Buddhism or whatever yeah. that is. And so, therefore, they strongly um, enforce that religion. Therefore, right. no one questions it. 
Right. Therefore, when you get little pockets of a Christian movement or various movements, they squander it very quickly because yeah. they, they let you do it, but you get you realize very quickly you, <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to be doing right. in that country. So technically there isn't there a freedom of religion. And no. even sometimes here in America, there's some things that you're, you can and can't do. I mean, when we, when we do things on social media, we are very um, monitored. Right. Yeah. So there's things that I mean, we've even gotten hit up, and I'm not going to say the social media name <laughs> there again. Uh, we've even gotten hit up in times past because of things that were said or have been said or yeah. things are done that flagged us. And so, you know, you, they, they in, in a subtle way, they condition you to not do the things you would normally freedomly do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. Just a, a quiet, subtle nudge. Yeah, and so it's like for them— you know, it's it's gotten to the point, and it's probably never going to be like this in America, you know. Um, but, like, it's gotten to the point where, you know, they have to either denounce Jesus mm-hmm. or die. Right, right. You know? And so that's the deepest level of knowing that that you know him, that you're so confident and assured that, you know, he is in you. And so we, we have to, as American followers of Christ, because right. we have it easy, man. Yeah, we do. We don't think we do, but we do. Dude, we have it easy. We have a church. It's almost like McDonald's. We have a church on almost every single corner. Yeah, drive through. Yeah, I mean, pick up, yep, no. during COVID, there was a drive, drive-through church. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was drive-through services Drive-through prayer line. And so, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, anoint, anoint, anoint this, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's become convenient because we're consumers. Mm. You know, we, we, we live in a consumeristic culture. And so um, we we just, we go and we take what we need and we leave. Right. That's, that's basically the same principle when you go to like a thing like Target or Walmart. You know, you go in, you get what you need, and right. you leave. Right. And, and we've conditioned our minds to believe that church and 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 christianity and, and our relationship with god is a consumer it's it's consumerism you yeah. know we go to god with what we need mm-hmm. and then when we get it we go away you know but 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 knowing god is so much deeper and more complex than that but it's yet so much easier than that as well i believe that a lot of people face this challenge of knowing god more there is always a desire to know God more. Yes. But the thing that we're, that the body of Christ today, and I'm speaking very in general, but the thing in the body of Christ today is what you're finding is that when that pressing comes and God releases it and you feel convicted or you feel pulled or you feel yeah. like you should be doing more, and then all of a sudden it fades away. I believe it's because you're at that crossroads of of are you willing to make the change? Are you willing to step forward? Are you willing to step towards right. to to know God more? You you're never going to understand it all, but yeah, you, but it's the trust of knowing who He is, right, or learning it. But think about think about what what um what what happens about when a new believer comes to Christ, right? You know they. Well, what hap- what happens is, you know, they have this fire, this passion and zeal and desire. Yeah. And then what happens? An older, more mature Christian that's like, you know, 30, 40 years into it, they say, oh, don't worry, this feeling's going to die down. Yeah. This, you're going to lose this feeling. You're dooming them. You're dooming them from the very beginning. Right. You know, you're setting them up for failure. So it's like, why does it have to end? Yeah. It doesn't have to. But we assume... Based upon feelings yeah. that the fire has to die, but really it doesn't. The yep. fire should not have to die. No, it shouldn't. 
And, and so we should be consumed uh, by the fire of God every day. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Doesn't mean you're screaming, crying, praying in tongues every day. That you know, you feel that overwhelming. Like with it, obviously comes maturity. But we should not quench it so much. To the fact where it's like, oh, don't worry. This this is only going to last for a little bit, right. and then it's going to die off. I think there's a difference between the emotional side of it than the depthness of it. Right. I think we as believers need to be looking towards how deep can we go in God? How, you know, how, how much are we are going to allow ourselves to be exposed to God yeah. and go deep instead of just only staying in surface crying, screaming, you know, emotional levels. And there's nothing wrong with those moments. But I think there has to be deeper places we got to get to. Yeah, but with the deeper things, you know, you do get that that emotion as well. You do get that. But it's different. But it's different. Yeah. It's, it, it is not like the same, but it's not like the same it is when you first get, you know, born again. Right. Because you're fresh, you're new. But it's it's a more deeper mm-hmm. You know, now now there one could also possibly argue, you know, I've heard it preached like this before, you know, the second that you are saved, you know, you already as deep as you can go and mm. you just have to live in that place, you know. And so, yes and no. Like, yeah, I agree. I'm with you. And there's a I, yes I, and no I agree. But yet there's also like knowledge as well. But, you right. know, sometimes knowledge isn't always power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think when we're always seeking understanding, you're never going to gain all of understanding. I think that you're you're the moment you get saved, you are as righteous yeah. as you as you ever can be. See, there's that there it is. There's that yes and no. Yes, I believe you can't get any more righteous than what you've received. You can't get any more deep in love with him than you are. Or more holy right. than what you've received. Right. But there is this depth of love. Yeah. That you grow to. Of, of realizing more and more every day how much. He already loves you with that fullest capacity. It's right. just that we have to then see the capacity day by day. Because if he shows it all to us immediately, we're going to be so overwhelmed. Well, and not be so consumed by f- the feeling of thinking, well, I got to maintain, how am I maintain this? So we're juggling it all these acts of works. Right. Maintaining the feeling when, yeah, then, I agree with then that. Then just going deep, diving deep. Okay. It's, it's like, okay. It's just like the first time you jump in the pool and the, you know, the air temperature is like 90 degrees, but the pool <laughs> temperature is 75. Oh, yeah. you get, And there's a stark difference. Yeah. But once you get over the shock of the coldness of the water. It becomes you, comfortable. Yeah. Right. You get comfortable with it and then you, you can swim and play and do yeah, the things you want to do in the normal. water. And that's the process of spirituality. When you first get exposed, you, you get plunged. Yeah. Into Quite it. literally with baptism. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get plunged right into it. But then the, the shocker of it's no longer a shocker. Yeah, it's Makes now, it's, it's not so much, okay, I'm in the water. It's now, I have this whole entire pool to swim in and play in. Right. Quite literally. There's no limits to there's it. There's no limits. You know, there's depths and, and you know, you could you could swim to the bottom if you wanted to yep. and, and pick up the rings yep. and you do it. Do, do what it all you do. The you, you know do. what I'm saying? And that's the fun part of it. But it's it's the process of learning all the things that you can do in the pool. Don't be mistaken of the shock treatment of the initial plunge in the spirit. And dude, think about this. This is just a revelation that God gave me. It's the same water yep. in the same pool that a kid yep. plays in yep. as the same pool in the same water as an Olympian athlete swims That's in. That's correct. It's the same pool in the same water. Yep. Just two different perspectives. Yeah. And so so I'm not going to be overwhelmed by the newness of the shock because I'm now comfortable with the feeling of it's cold, I'm moving, I'm flowing in the water. Now I can explore. And that thing, this is where we have to learn how to go deep. Yeah. Exploring the Spirit of God. I mean, Not getting more righteous or more holy. We're already in it. Yeah. I mean, I know that that NASA has this like 
deep, deep pool uh-huh. where like, you know, they put uh, right. astronauts in their suits for training, for training and they submerge them. It's the same water, the same kind of pool and everything. Yeah. It's just, it's just different. You know, it's different people do different things in the pool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I, so, the yeah. The prophet even talks about the river of God coming out of the out of the temple where it's ankle yeah. deep, knee, knee deep, deep, waist deep, deep. And then all the way in. Yeah. And then you're going, you have to learn how to flow with the current. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Yep. And it's, and it's diving into the point where, you know, you, you are accustomed to it and now you have the freedom and liberty mm-hmm. in which to do what, uh. What you what whatever God wants you to correct. do. Correct, correct. And so that's so. Being that said, us learning to this know, is, yeah, to th- know God. This is what it is. This is to know Him. The, this is the eternal. He says, and and this is eternal life that they know you to the only true God and Jesus whom you have sent. So this is knowing yeah. Him. This and, is still relating to this. And it echoes the one casting crown song that I absolutely love. It's in the the lyric is to know you is to want to know you more. Right. It's like the more you know him, the more you want to know him more. And knowing him more is to understand how God is glorified on this earth and how we are accomplishing his work through us. Yeah. Through us. And so that's that's what glorifies God. That's how he gets the glory. We're covering yeah. the earth with his glory by our obedience. By us knowing him and representing him well on the right. earth. Correct. That's how he gets glory. Correct. Not you get glory. That's what echoes back to many podcasts ago oh, when, we're, when we were talking about, you know, the, uh, you know, you get giving yourself glory versus giving God glory and all that stuff. It's like, you know, when you know God, you represent his name well. Right. And, and, and you give him the name that he deserves. Well, I mean, I just, yeah. I just share a little bit of revelation. The Holy Spirit just, you know, gave me a while back ago and I want to share it today on podcast. And that was about, I was telling you a little bit about it today, about David and Saul, the difference between them. Oh uh, yeah, man. You know, both of them were not perfect kings. True. Saul reigned for 40 some years, but a couple years into it, he was seeking after the prophet to come and offer sacrifices yeah. to God. And, you know, so each, so each, what I'm saying is David became king after Saul. Saul was king before David. And yet both of them, both made of them were mistakes. equally imperfect. Yes. But the difference between Saul's offerings to God and David's offerings to God is this. Saul wanted to give sacrifices so God can bless him in his battle that he can gain advantage. Mm-hmm. David wanted to offer sacrifices off to God so that he can get God. Yeah. That's all. He, so this is a heart issue. Yeah. Yep. And, and so yeah, when you're yeah. dealing with the knowledge of God, it's still based upon the heart issue. Right. Can, what am I going to do to accomplish his will, his purpose and plan? Is it so that my name can get out there, that people can know me, that I can get a million people uh, following me on Facebook or yeah. some social media? Right. You know, what, what can I get? What is my advantage of doing this? Or does God get the glory? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's I'm what you what I'm doing is that he gets he's glorified. Everything's yeah. getting ready to happen here. It's not because of me, it's because of him. Right. I mean, if it was up to Jesus, you know, <laughs> being in this in the fleshly uh Right. area that he's in. Right. You know, we know in the other gospels, you know, he prayed, you know, let this cup pass before me. Right. You know, and so, you know, his flesh was saying no, but his spirit was saying, saying yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, do you think probably when Jesus was in the flesh, he wanted to go about this in a different way? His flesh was probably screaming, don't do this. This is going to not be good. You know, in watching the chosen, you see Jesus oh, walking dude. by the crucifixion. 
knowing that's foreshadowing of what was going to happen to him. Oh, such a good very show. symbolic, very great show. And, 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 you know, you hear us talk about it quite often. So Y'all, if you haven't seen the show, go, chosen, go it watch out. it. I support them any chance Absolutely. that I get. Absolutely. I mean, I like seasons coming out this fall. So yeah, we, you know, we should literally on our Calvary's compass, put their, the chosen support page and let people we talk li- about it. Almost. We do. And I want yeah. people to send money to them to keep it going. Yeah. I mean, but, and you get money, they get your money when they, when you buy their merch and stuff. And like when you support, so it's like everything that you do, like they put it towards the funding. So it's like they're not about self-profit. They're correct about, about getting the gospel out. And that's what it's about. Dude, it's such a good show. But, you know, Jesus saw, saw it, that they they did it well. He foresaw what was getting ready to happen as he walked by people being crucified. Yeah. And so so he knew what his purpose was. His purpose was to glorify God even in his death. He had to die to be resurrected. Yeah. And he and, had to be resurrected to be ascended. And he was exalted just he not was, in the yeah. sense of which most people would have wanted. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing when it comes to what we expect it's like from God. God gave him exactly what, you know. Yeah, I mean what what we expect, we we you know, we have things mapped up in our head. Well, this is what I want, this is what I expect from God, this is what I believe, but then it comes a whole different way. Yeah. And 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 yet God's still God. Mm. It's just he doesn't do it your way. Yeah. <laughs> That's where trust comes in with him. He does what you ask, but not necessarily the way, the way that you want it. You know what I'm and saying? And sometimes it gives you what you ask for, and you don't really You're want like, the, what you asked for. I, I should have been more specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, it's like that. Just the the glorifying, glorifying God comes through, right? Doing things for Him and wrapping His name well, right? So be it, you know. And so, like that's that's the goal as believers, you know, and understanding that eternity starts by knowing God, right? Right. We're living in eternity now. Spiritually, we're already there. Yeah. 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 So. We we see we base ourselves, and I think we've hit this before. We base on the we base ourselves on the time frame of life, time in itself, the the chronos time, the time of what's established, the AM PM. Yeah. You know, but we we record time in history. Yeah. You know, monuments, various things. But with God, He doesn't see us in our time frame. He sees us where we're already at. Right. It's just he, He's waiting on He's waiting on us to catch up to yeah. what He already sees us to become. I like the um, I like the picture of Interstellar. I don't know if any yeah. of you guys have seen that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where 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 He's in the 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 infinite loop of like uh-huh. He sees the room where His daughter was in, and He sees like all of the different times and past, present, and future, so He could you know travel back interact, and forth, you know, yeah. interact with it. And so it's like. It's like that same principle. God, God sees all the different things that's happened every single second of every single day. He, he, and he, he's able to see, you know? And so like, you know, that's kind of the way it is with us. It's like we, once we say yes to Jesus, you know, we're already there past, present and future with him. Right. Only, but we see it only two dimensions. But we see it so linear, you yeah. know, cause we're, we're very, you know, linear human beings, but like, you know, if we could look at it from, from like a, you know, a, a four or even five dimensional right. point of view, right. you know, we, we, we could, we could see, man, like, wow, past, present and future. I'm already with him. That's crazy. You know? And I think, you know, when we get to heaven, you know, when we get with God, and, you know, it'll, all make it, sense. it'll all make sense. And you'll see, you'll be in that little time loop where you can see past, present and future, all of the events that happen in your life. Because I mean, the Bible says that, you know, every man is going to give a, an account to every, you know, evil thing that, right. you know, that's Idle not words. covered by the blood. Right, right, right. You right. know, but once once you're in the blood, your name's in the book of life. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Therefore, your life begins there. Yeah, your <laughs> eternal life begins eternal. the second that you say yeah. yes to Jesus, and yeah. He doesn't remember. You know, and that's and that's really cool. Um, um, you know, theological point is like He chooses not to remember the sins. Right. He remembers the sins, but He chooses not to because you know of the blood what I'm of because Jesus. Because it's under the blood, He doesn't see right. you through you. He sees you through Jesus. And that's why when we talk about you're living eternal life now, is because even though you're living here in the natural sense, you're though you physically die, you're not dead. Yeah. You continue to live on. It's like walking on a path. You right. know, the moment that you die, you keep on walking on the same path that you've been on. Right. You know, there's even there's even a belief. You know, and I'm I'm not saying that I particularly agree with it or not. I have not done uh, research, but like, you know, on the day of judgment, you know, people will actually choose heaven or hell. Mm. You know, heaven. You know, God's desires are hell. My own desires. Interesting. Yeah, and so it's like even then it's a choice. Yeah, I'm curious to see the research on that one. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean like I said I'm not I'm not particularly advocating s- it yes advocating or no. it yes or no. Um, because you know there are some biblical points where it's like you know well didn't then we say Lord Lord you right. know, so but but you know God always gives us choice mm-hmm. you know on this earth we have the choice to choose to follow Him to be His child, and so it's like you know only logical that you know he would give us choice in heaven because people will always choose their own desires if they're not living for God. Uh, it's evident. They're always going to choose their you own desires. You can see that all the way around today. Right. You know, and so even but, yeah. with the simple hard decisions of should I serve God today or should I mm, do this? Yeah. And so you're still faced you we think you know we think choosing God life or death but I do believe we're choosing life or death with the choices we make in our day to day life. Right. And I mean I mean, think about it for us Christians followers of Christ that's an easy choice. I'm going to choose Jesus sometimes. Oh, whoa. Because I think even as followers of Christ if you can be distracted from your purpose. Yeah. And then other passions and the desires jump in what God's put in you, and you've now detoured in a different direction. Yeah, this is what you call falling away. That's my terminology of it, and maybe not be the standard. Yeah, I mean, way, but I mean, a, I, I think that's that's a great uh, analogy of it. Yeah, because then you're 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 you know you started. You remember we were talking about earlier in the podcast how that feeling of being born again for the first time. And experiencing the cold water shock and then yeah, going yeah, deeper. Yeah. But I think when we when we feel that we've lost that passion and we look for something else to replace it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we look for emotionalism right. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's where the, the, the Pentecostal movement in my younger days growing up, we were so enthroned with the the emotionalism of it all. Right. But then you go then you go to the flip side and you talk to people, you need to kick emotions out the door, which mm, no. Yeah. God gave us emotions and yes. therefore he feels the same emotions. I'm very emotional, do. I'll be honest I mean, with you. Me too. But yet I cannot base my relationship with God on my emotions, how I feel, because there's right. some days there's I don't days. feel like I'm yeah. a follower, but I still choose it. Yep. You know what I mean? You're the same yeah. way. I mean, there's some days you don't feel like you're yeah. a Christian, but you still choose to be one. Yeah. Which we don't like the word Christian, but the yeah, follower. Yeah, like followers better. Yeah. Follower of the way. That was right. the, what the original church's name was. Right. Because um, Christianity name was not really in the Jesus movement and yeah. his time. Yeah. He didn't say, well, you're going to be a Christian. No. Are you going to follow me? Yeah. Then deny yourself, take up your own cross. Yeah. So we're followers. I mean, that's that was the call at the beginning of the book of John to all the disciples. Follow me. Yes. Come and see and follow. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we like, saw that foreshadow when Elijah and Elisha, yeah. one of the prophet touched the future prophet. And he had to make a choice to follow, follow. Yeah. the foreshadow of Christ or not. Yep. To, to just let it go and yep. move on. Yep. 
but yeah, that's man, that's that's a lot of deep stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love it though. I tipping mean, the toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much more things that we could dive into yeah. when it comes to this this particular. I mean, man, there's so much good stuff there. Um, where are we? We're, we're, we're running. <laughs> we're running on some time here, buddy. Um, <laughs> verse four, I think. Oh, we still I, I, yeah, because we have we have uh, twenty six verses that we got to get through. Okay, we might do part one two. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, it says, "I have glorified you on earth, mm-hmm. having accomplished the work that you have given me to do." Right. So he, Jesus is saying, "You know, I've glorified you. Now, Father, glorify me, exalt me in your presence with the glory." that I had with you before the world existed. So mm. he's like saying, lift me back up, mm-hmm. you know, but it's going to be in a different way. Right. And he knows that. Verse six, I have manifested your name to the people whom you have gave me out to the world. So manifest, um, it's phanero in Greek, and it means to illuminate, mm. to make visible. So he has illuminated. Mm. Remember what he said? Yeah. I am the light, light of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so meaning he lit illuminated you know who god is you mm-hmm. know the bible talks about in colossians you know um um don't do not let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for celebrating holy days or new moon ceremonies basically the laws of the torah for these rules are only shadows mm-hmm. of the reality yet to come and christ himself is that reality so what is that basically saying it's saying that that the that the old testament created an outline a dark shadowy outline of who, who was supposed to who who God was yeah but Jesus illuminated that and showed people who God really is and it's also now our job because there's a lot of false messiahs meaning right. people who are misrepresenting his name the antichrist it's not a person it's a group of people right. misrepresenting God's name Listen Jesus to our name. revelations podcast it's so good so good and so like this this is our job now because Jesus says, not only am I the light of the world, but guess what, buddy? You, you are. are the light of and the you world. you can't hide it. No, you, that's you in Matthew. You can't put it under a bushel and hide it. Matthew 5. Right. And, and so, you know, one of the things while you're speaking, Pastor Aaron, what keeps resounding in my mind and spirit is, there the, you know, when I believe that there is a hunger in every believer— who wants to know more of God and I and I'm I'm there I'm right in the middle of it but going back to the Psalm David analogy when you know each one gave their sacrifices to the Lord mm. one wanted it for um, what they can get another wanted it because they wanted to get closer to God they wanted more of God in their life and and so they wanted to honor him and worship him yeah. the best way and I think with illumination mm. people yeah. are so driven you know, I'm serving God to get more knowledge. I'm serving God to get more understanding. I'm serving God, you know, and, and, and so we, we lose that. Yeah, and I think knowledge isn't always power because what led to the death of Adam and Eve? Mm-hmm. I was the, going there. The knowledge of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and good evil. evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes knowledge isn't always the best thing. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we and, understand And we this. read theological books. Yep. Mm-hmm. We re- we buy all of these uh, expensive. Uh, expensive materials. Yeah. I mean, but believe me, I've got a bookshelf full of them. You know, hundreds of books, spend hundreds of dollars. And it's like, you know, nothing really equates to knowing him Correct. myself Correct. because I can read about him. Mm-hmm. We can sit there and read history books about about the Rockefellers or yeah. or, or or the presidents. And, yeah. But like it's it's when you know 
them personally. Right. You know, the the shadow of what you assume them to be has right. become illuminated and fulfilled. Well, it's it's like, you know, a family. You can tell the children of the parents because of their behavior. Right. Or, you know, they have a likeness, a similarity. Yeah. And so when the child grows up, they become young adults and they're they're going to school or going to places and they oh you're you're so and so's child, aren't you? Why? Not only is there familiarity with looks, but there's a familiarity with personality. Yeah. yeah. So who you live with is who you are. Right. Thus, you know, just like with married couples, you become one. You gain one personality. Yeah. You know, I watched, you know, I was one personality when I married your mother, and she was one personality when she married me. And then the, the, the more two personalities became one. One, and there's a and crossing. Now, and now you are both seen as one, you yeah. know, and like you represent her, she represents mm-hmm. you. And, you know, you guys think alike. You guys well, sometimes, talk alike. Well, sometimes she's hyper and I'm calm. Sometimes I'm hyper yeah, and she's calm. You make up what We've the other We've merged person, yeah. our personalities. And that's what, it, knowing the Lord is yeah. merging that personality into God. Not him merging into you, yeah. but re- technically, yes. I should yes. rephrase that. Yes. There has to be merging. You have yeah. to allow his that's personality. That's what we talked about two podcasts ago. Yes. About him and us, us and him. Correct. And, yeah. Yes, abiding. So, so this is where we are. Yeah. And this is where we have become the illumination. Yeah, illuminating um, Christ. Not Illuminati. No. <laughs> Correct that. No, but illuminating. Yes. Like the illumination of of who God is because He is in us. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we have to let His light shine through us because now we are the light. Right. And because we are the light, we re-reflect who he is. We are like a mirror the Bible talks about that reflect him. Actually, yes and no. Because the, the mirror is actually talking about, when it's in James about looking to see who you really are in the mirror and then turning around and being that person. But now I'm actually kind of seeing this in a whole new light. It's not us reflecting him. It's us Allowing him to shine through yeah, us. That's a better wording. I like because I'm not reflecting Jesus. I'm just illuminating who I'm I am. opening up myself to let him shine through me. It's because he's in. He's in me. Well, it's that the philosophy of John the Baptist. We said, "Let me decrease that he may increase." Therefore, if he is increasing in my life, I you're not seeing me any longer. You're seeing him through me. Yes, transparency. Yes. And it's the whole concept of when Jesus went on the mountain transfiguration, he Correct. was transfigured, he was mm-hmm. transcended, and he became to he became glow literally glow back with Moses. When Moses went up on the mountain, he mm-hmm. became glowing. And so it's it's that that we have to attain now. Well that I think if I remember my studies, correct me if I'm wrong, when Jesus the word transfigured is metamorphosis. So. Yeah, metamorphosis. Yeah, and then where we get metamorphosis. Yeah. The change. Yeah, changing. And that therefore he was changed and he was glorified. Yeah. And that's why you know, the, uh, Peter, James, and John saw the glor- glorified body of Christ. Yeah. They couldn't even take it. Yeah. You know, and then Moses and Elijah showed up. Yep. And, and I heard one of thing. my professors talk about when that was going on. That's when Moses went to the cleft of the rock. That's when Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind. That yeah. was a that was a dimensional a, yep. loophole, of, uh, not yeah. hole, but the hole, like a wormhole, wormhole. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, which dude, blew my mind so when cool. he said that. <laughs> so flipping cool. Paul Moore, that was the man who my oh, professor, man. Paul yeah. Moore. I wish I would have awesome. had the uh, privilege to. to oh, be under his he was a plethora of head but knowledge. I had, I had Professor Sam. He was so. like your Sam's. He really was. He was awesome. Um, but yeah, dude, it's like, it's just, man. 
you know, it's 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 not now I'm realizing it's not us being a mirror and reflecting him, but it's him being able to go through us, mm-hmm. us being able to open up ourselves so that way he can shine through us. And that's really what it's Man, about. That's just so so different of a that perspective. That we become transparent that his light shines. I mean, look at Peter. He he didn't have to say a word. He let Christ manifest through him and that his shadow. Right. It's not bouncing off of us. No, it's illuminating through. through us. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's yeah. great. It really is. It's great. Dude, God is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like that's the thing about if he abides in us, we abide in him. Therefore, mm-hmm. we are in him. He is in us. We and that's that one. co-merging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And therefore, our body starts illuminating and glowing with the glory. Not Maybe not even physically. Maybe not physically, obviously, but like just glowing and illuminating with his glory so much that you can walk by somebody and the... The, the the frequency that you are emitting brings right. healing to that person. Right. And not just uh, emitting a frequency. That but even it, your shadow becomes holy. Become, yeah. And why? It's not nothing you have done to be holy. No, it's what, it's he's, what he's, he's done already done. That made you holy. And it's you standing in your right place. Right. As the righteousness. As the righteousness of God on this earth. Nothing you've earned or nothing you've worked to gain. What yeah, Jesus dude. earned and worked for us that we've been adopted to. Yeah. That we can cry, Abba, Father. And he hears our plea. He pleas. hears our plea because of what Jesus has accomplished. He says it wow. is finished. The work was over. Wow. He labored enough mm. for us. Therefore, we can boldly go into the throne room of God. Yeah. Boldly. Boldly. Confidently. Yes. Yeah. We walk right in there. Yeah. Yo, Dad, what's up? <laughs> what's up buddy what's yeah. up <laughs> but like that's that's so that's so revelatory you know it's just like man I don't his light doesn't bounce off of me it shines through shines me through. that's a good revelation I love, that. I love um, that but that's what the Holy Spirit's doing yeah and he wants to continue to do now yeah, yeah he's absolutely. our helper yeah and he's helping us connect the dots <laughs> yeah into the mercy and grace of God that he's offered to us yeah. that we didn't deserve wow it's unmerited favor yeah it's favor it's that literally the definition of grace. Yeah, unmerited favor of God towards yeah. mankind. Yep, He gave us something we did not earn or worked hard to receive. Yeah. Wow. Um, continuing on. Yep. Guys, if we can try to continue <laughs> reading. Um, yours, um, yours. They were, and you gave them to me, mm-hmm. and they have kept your word. Talking about his disciples right now. Verse six. Yeah. Um, verse seven says, "Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for mm. I have given them the words that you have given me, mm. and they have received them and have come to know in the truth. truth. Yeah, there it is that I came from you, the truth. and they believed that you have sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but those <laughs> come on. whom you have given me." Come on. Now, 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 he's not talking about the physical world and everybody in the world. He's talking about the cosmos. Yeah. Because it's now our job to pray for the cosmos to come into alignment right. on earth as it is in heaven. And if he's, look, if he is, um, what's the word we just used? If he is uh, coming through transparent, yeah. if we're transparent enough, yeah. and, and, and he is manifesting his glory through us. Yeah. That's where we're covering the earth with his, with his glory. glory. We're waiting on God to cover the earth with the glory, but reality is waiting on the church, the yeah. followers, the let him be um, 
coming through us. Right. Transparency. To, to, to such a degree that there is no more darkness. So let's think about this transparency, the word specifically. It's a, it's a almost seeing through. Yeah. So when we come to God in our personal times or from day to day living, we tend to be like Adam and Eve and hide. Yeah. We hide our sin. We hide our faults, our failures. We put on mistakes. a persona. We clothe ourselves with our religion. Yeah. With our own forgiveness. And bring our list of works to Jesus. That's not being transparent. No. Transparency is coming clean. Yeah, opening the cracks, opening mm-hmm. like we talked about a couple with Lazarus. Remember with that with Lazarus about him rolling the stone of yeah. our heart away to reveal the dead, stinking thing inside, and right. him bringing healing to that. Right. Okay. So let's let's just really break down this word transparent because that's seemingly where the Holy Spirit has brought us towards. Right. So transparent by standard definition, if I I just quickly Googled it here. On, in the studio, and it says transparent is allowing light to pass through so that the objects behind can be s- distinctively seen. So if we are allowing God, the light of Christ, to come through, and the analogy they used is apparent, a transparent blue water. Mm. Okay, let's go back to the pool. Yeah, Remember we talked about the analogy, shocker yeah. pool, the pool analogy. That pool, you know it's a clean, clear pool. That it has to, you know, all its balances that yep. it needs to be that way. Yep. But the pools, the pool water is clear. You can you can throw a coin and you can see how even yeah. though it might be deep. You can see all the way down. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, when we went on cruises before, we've yep. been to like Bermuda. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. The Bahamas, and and like Half you, Moon Key. Yeah. Half oh, Moon Key. Dude, I want to go back. So blue, <laughs> sand-like flower. Um, yeah. If you've never been, man, it's, oh, it's an beautiful. experience of a lifetime. But um, like you know, you you can look off the balcony of your ship. Yep. And like you can see straight down to the bottom, hundreds of feet, and that's like hundreds of feet deep, mm-hmm. and you can see like the coral reefs, yep. and 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 the fish and mm-hmm. everything. It's just so clear and transparent. And unlike you know, the, we live in Maryland, so we have Ocean City. <laughs> or if you're in New York, you have the Hudson. <laughs> yeah, you River. have the Hudson River, which is <laughs> even murky. worse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you go down to the North Carolina, it gets a little clearer, but not, not much. Not but much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, by the time you hit Florida, it's it's yeah, getting, Florida it's getting Keys. pretty clear. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. But it's like you know, up here with uh, Ocean City, it's like you know, the water is so murky you can't even see your feet in the water. Correct. You know, it, and it's only like two feet deep. Mm-hmm. You know. But down in the Bahamas, it's just so pure and so Beautiful. transparent, unpolluted, mm-hmm. you know, that like you're able to see hundreds of feet deep. And I think in where the Holy Spirit has led you, which good hearing, by the way, um, and really speaking to us and our listeners is that we have to be transparent in order to be transparent. You have to get all the murkiness out of the way. Yeah, there, You know, you have to allow God and you have to be willing to allow God to remove. To expose. Correct. Yeah. And when it's exposed, you remove. Dude, and that's the hardest thing to it, do. It really is. Dealing with your own self is hard. Yeah, because it, it, you have to take away all of your self-pride mm-hmm. and, and, and acknowledge, you know, hey, I'm struggling with severe depression. Or I'm struggling, <laughs> or I'm struggling with struggling things with addictions, in my life. And I'm, you know, I am struggling. And so it's like... You have to get to that point where you can recognize that. Mm. And that's just the transparency. You know, God already sees it. Right. 
you just have to see it and, and acknowledge it. Well, and I mean, and quoting from Dr. Phil, which I used to listen to quite often, them, you know, his day-to-day channel. I don't listen to him anymore. But it says you, you can't you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. Yeah. So if you want to fix it or change it, then you have to acknowledge it first before you can yeah. address the I mean, issue. you can live a lie. Of course. But that's going to eat you up. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Man, that's yeah. Transparency is key. And and, and you know you know the crazy thing is uh, the church itself expects transparency and leadership, but when do we expect transparency within ourselves? Mm, that's a good question. So we we expect other people to live by a higher standard than we're willing to live from ourselves. Right. You know. So let's 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 take. You know, I think when we start pointing fingers and, and start pointing out people's faults, we are literally. De- um, distracting ourselves from looking from, at the main from issue. what we're doing ourselves. right yeah. so we we want to feel righteous it's a distraction correct yeah, dude, that's that's a good point we want to feel righteous and holy by pointing other people's failures and faults out yeah and that's not what god but wants us no, to do we're not yeah and we talked about that we're not judge right who is the judge god's the judge jesus, jesus, is, the jesus judge. is the judge yep he's the judge he's the judge of the white throne judgment so it's mm-hmm. like he he can perfectly sympathize with because everything. he reason why he is judge he's lived through it and overcame it. And overcame it. So therefore, he is the judge. And therefore, he can sympathize. Yep. And understand why we fail. See, there again, you said another word, which we'll never finish this this podcast. Today. <laughs> we will. It will get to it. I think. I, I mean, I don't mind going over this. Is it all connects? So. But you know, sympathy and compassion are two different things. I think we've mistaken that in the world today, even in church society, we are sympathetic to people who are suffering, but we're not compassionate. Compassionate is learning how to correct the people who you love. God is compassionate towards us. He's not sympathetic. And the reason why is when when God corrects, he corrects those whom he loves. He chastens us. He leads us and steers us in direction and allows things. He allows things. Now get this. God does not bring sin in your life, but he allows the sin you entertain to bring correction. Right. And and, and this is from our Romans podcast, Romans yeah. 9, 15. It's mm-hmm. like God said, for he said to Moses, you know, it's in Exodus 33, 33, I think. But this is in Romans. It's quoted in Romans 9, 15. For God said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and mm. compassion on whom I have compassion. So he chooses. Yeah. Who 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 to have compassion and mercy on? So it's like, you know, we sit here and we judge people. Mm-hmm. You know, we judge the homosexual, we judge the um, the the addict, we judge. But you know, what if you get to heaven and God shows compassion and mercy to those, to the least of these? You right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like He will have compassion on whoever He wants to. He's God and He'll do what He pleases. Exactly. You know, and and so it's like it's not our job to. Um, be the inquisitor. <laughs> I mean, even Jesus really addressed the issue about the, the judging and, and, and how important it is that we're not to do that. Um, it says, uh, do not judge, yeah. Matthew 7, or you will too will be judged with for the, the same, same measure. measure. The same way you judge others, you will be you judged judge with that yourself. measure. So l- measure how far you are criticizing yeah. the leaders and with that same measure. People. We talked about the last podcast. Yeah. God's going to take that tape measure right back. He doesn't want to. Like Mary Poppins when right. she does the tape measure. Yep. Practically perfect yeah. in every way. <laughs> God doesn't want to do that, but you, we have put God in a position yeah. in our own lives that we are having to be measured back. I mean, so it's like pointing that one finger. You got three pointing right back at you. I mean, dude, think about this in the Dark Ages. Um, there was the 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 Great Inquisition, mm-hmm. where they went around and killed people 
for the sake of Jesus because they weren't living. They thought they were witches and they thought they were this and they thought they were practicing blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't your job, buddy. It was God's. Correct. You know, and so it's like, you know, that's just. But that's where um, religion comes in when you think you're yeah. doing God's work for him. Yeah. But that's where that's above our pay grade. Really? Yeah. No, we're it, not yeah. here to do the work of the Lord in that way. Right. He's asking us to love God, love people. That, I believe, doesn't change. It's right. always been consistent. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So I think we need to be consistent in doing our part. How can we be transparent enough to say, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect father or grandfather or a perfect pastor or a perfect Christian, yeah. follower of Christ. I'm just being real. Yeah. And yes, I do have my faults, but I do, it doesn't change my love and my passion in serving the Lord and whatever capacity he wants me to be used to serve him right. in. I mean, that's why in verse nine, it says that I'm praying for them. Mm -hmm. You know, he meaning he understands where your shortcomings are going to be. Right. He understands where you're where you're where you're going to fail. Mm. And that's why he prays for you. You know, he prays for us. He prayed for Peter, even mm -hmm. though he knew Peter was going to fail and deny him three times. Yeah. He said, I pray for you that your faith, will, your not faith will not fail and waver. Yeah. And so it's like even in those moments where you mess up, Jesus is praying for you to, to get back on your feet. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a beautiful picture. That's the love of God. Well, even the Bible talks about in Revelations how you know, our prayers are sent to heaven and he puts them in a yeah, sent in, in a the bowl. bowl. The angel puts them in the bowl and incense and burns them in, and releases uh, the fragrance. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we, he, he prays for us. He intercedes on behalf of us. And so does the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so that's, you know, that's such a crucial point, I think. Um, but he's in verse 10, he starts saying, all mine are yours and yours are mine. So meaning those who are in him is God's, you know, and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. Mm. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. So that's saying the hope that Christ has. Verse 12, and this is, this is a really interesting thing. Um, While I was with them, meaning his disciples, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, mm. and not one of them has been lost. Mm. Talking about his disciples, but wait a second. He says... Not one of them has been lost except for the son of destruction. Right. Which he's talking about Judas. That the scripture may be fulfilled. That word, son of destruction, is such a terrible translation. It's such a bad translation because obviously the son of destruction is talking about Judas and when he betrayed Jesus. But the word destruction in the Greek is actually the same word. That is used yeah. in Luke 15, 15, where it talks about the woman who lost the coin, the shepherd who lost the sheep, the father who lost the son. Mm. The word there is not destruction or death. It's the son of lost, the lost son. Mm. Mm. So Judas was lost. was lost. He wasn't destructive. He, 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 he wasn't evil he 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 wasn't the son of death and perdition like 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 religion comes in and translates so if you look at it read it again it talks about i have i have guarded them and not the one not one of them has been lost except the son the of the one lost. son of the lost hmm. the one son got lost but what happens when a shepherd loses one he leaves the 99 for the one mm -hmm. and so 
there are people out there that say Judas is burning in hell and, and he deserves deserves it. But what if he's not? What if when Jesus went down to hell and preached the gospel to those who hadn't heard, made their choice right then? I mean, Judas was I mean, a because part of it, in Matthew choice. 27, 52 and 53, it says when Jesus was, when he was crucified, he breathed his last breath. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, he said it is finished, you know, and then, and then guess what happens in Matthew? They come out of the grave. Who comes out of the grave? The dead in Christ. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then those that are remain shall be called up and meet the Lord in the air. What? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so the, the, the people who were in Christ, mm-hmm. the people who were the saints that were dead and gone. That's correct. Came out of their graves when Jesus said it is finished and walked the streets. They were, yep, they were the dead in Christ that rose first. They rose first, and those that will remain—that's us—shall yep. meet the Lord in the air, and they'll ca- be caught up and met in the air. Yeah. So, and like, the Bible says, absent in the body will be present, present with, with the, the Lord. Lord. So now, the dead in Christ. They rose. They walked on the streets. So, I mean, when Jesus breathed his last breath, he went down, preached the gospel. Those who wanted to choose him chose him and followed, followed him, him right out, out of the, of the grave. grave. That, you know, that is a whole nother concept right there and that people don't understand. And people skip over that verse. It's like, dude, it's right there in the Bible. So, so, so for, for, the, for the, our listeners, so they want to backtrack to reread this for themselves. Where is it found? Matthew, Matthew 27. Verses 52 and 53. <clears throat> Excuse okay. me. And it says this. I'll read verse 50. Yeah, go ahead. Jesus passionately cried out and took his last breath and gave up his spirit. At that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook violently. Rocks were split apart. And the graves were opened. Then many of the holy ones who had died were brought back to life and came out of their graves. Come on. And after Jesus' resurrection, they were plainly seen by many people walking in Jerusalem. So that 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 long, so that, long so some some dude could have possibly seen Moses walking around. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and Elijah, and yeah. one of the prophets. Correct. So, so or David. So here's the thing. This is this this is where you we have to and 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 I know we kind of make people upset to some degree when we talk about these kind of things, but it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. We're not creating some uh, our own theology. We are literally speaking what the Bible says and connecting the dots. So Judas could have been one of those people that came back. Absolutely. Because Jesus went and got the lost out of the grave and took them into heaven with him. So they walked the streets and then, and then probably ascended. With him. With him. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's why they had to find a replacement. Yeah. Of Bar- yeah, Barabbas. Not Barabbas. No, um, Judas. Yeah, Judas' replacement, which was Bartholomew. Yeah, Bartholomew. They yeah. replaced him. Because they felt, they, they, no, Jesus didn't need it. They felt they needed to be whole again. Yeah. That's them working their own doctrine. And Judas couldn't come back <laughs> to be, because he's already d- died. But, like, it's just it's just a really crazy, like, it is. it's so, it's so intense. But but this is bibical. This is what we're dealing with today. Yeah. And we're not making it up. We're it's not just pulling something out of the hat. We're just reading what the Bible says so the and lost we're just taking son, it as is. The lost son was found. Yeah, he was. 
Jesus went after the 99 when he went to the hell and grave and, and, and took the keys. Yes. He witnessed the gospel. They received. They came back. They rose from the dead. Yeah. In fact, where Jesus hung himself, it was known as hell itself. Broken pottery and all that yeah. stuff. That's where people threw the waste things, things that they were yeah. throwing out. Like yeah. our like our waste. I think it was actually have. near there. It's it's near there. I mean, it's the Valley of Gehenna. Mm-hmm. That 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 is where it, actually that's where they believed hell. You know. Yeah, was, they, they did at the time. You know, and and so like that's the Valley of the Shadow of Death that, that David talked about. You know, and so it's really cool how everything ties together. But dude, he went after the ninety nine. He he left the ninety nine for that for the yeah. one that was lost. And it's that's like, why he said except. Yeah, the son of the lost. The son of the lost. Not the son of destruction. That's why it's so important to go into the interlinear mm-hmm. and read and research what the Greek actually says there. Because we could just see it as, oh yeah, he's he's in hell burning further because he's the son of destruction. No, he's a lost son. So, for those of you who are listening and you're wondering, well, you know, I messed up. How can God use me again? This is a great indication to let you know the grace of God is sufficient for you and you don't have to worry if your mess ups and mistakes pushed you out of God's purpose and plan for your life. No, God will lead the 99 to get you back on track. Mm-hmm. And so that's this, the good shepherd. That's the good shepherd that he is. He's the great shepherd. We serve under the great Man. shepherd. And so, so we in turn must be graceful. How can we want the grace of God, but not extend the grace of God? Yeah. See, that's so hypocritical. It's backwards. And as we realize hypocrites is actors. It's an actor. Yeah. You're acting that you're saved. You're acting like you're redeemed. Mm. But in reality, if you're it's not a show. you're not going to extend the grace of God that he's extended to you, how can you love God whom you haven't seen and not love your brother mm-hmm. whom you have? Yep. So so this this really comes into place of, of understanding the high priestly prayer that, that Jesus is offering. He is concerned after still the one. The one. That's what? so deep. So verse 13. Yeah, verse Let's 13. But now I'm coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. And I have given them your word, and the word has hated them, because they are not of the world. But just as I am not of the world. Verse 15. Guess what? I do not ask that you take them out of the world, hmm. but that you keep them from the evil one. Now, this is a very crucial statement, right? Jesus didn't want them to leave the earth. He didn't want them to go up to heaven with him right there. It was their job to be on the earth and to work the earth to make the earth look like heaven. His his goal isn't to get us to leave the earth. It's to get us to draw heaven down. And 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 this is again such a terrible translation here. It's not it's not talking about the evil one. They added that word in the translation. Evil in this verse is paneros, the the root word of panos, which is uh, to labor and toil. The translations added the evil one at the end of evil because Jesus isn't talking about Satan. He's talking about paneros, meaning keep them from labor, keep them from the toil, keep them from the religious-based works system. Mm. It's a system of performance. I got to do good deeds. 
yeah. in order to get to heaven. Not no, true. Not, not true. true. He's saying keep them out of that performance-based mindset. It's not talking about keep them out of Satan's hands. There are We're already out of Satan's hands. If you hands. have to work to keep your salvation, then why do you need Jesus? Exactly. He he provides salvation for us. We just have to receive. Yep. And and we just live for him. That's the requirement. We just live for him and become transparent. Yep. That we can release the glory upon this earth. Yep. And he says, so it's not talking about Satan. It's talking about this, the world's system, the world's the world's system and, and, and how it operates on performance. For they are not of the world system, just as I am not of the world system. <laughs> you see how that ties in? Absolutely. Sanctify them. Yep. San- sanctify them in truth. Mm-hmm. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself so that way they also may be sanctified in truth. Meaning, it may, you know, to, to make them different, to make them other, to make them unlike the world, to make them unlike in this system, to pull them out of the system so that way they can transform the system from without. Even though you live in the world, you're not of, of the, the world. world. And it's not talking about perversion or lust. It's talking about the system the of system. the world. Even though you see political things going on, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And it's system. And it's system. So there's a system, systematic part of this world, but there's a systematic part of Christ. Yeah. And so you need to understand the kingdom mind system and not the earthly kingdom system. Though some, if you deal with England, you'll see some kingdomship happening. But reality is true kingdomship is that we are joint heirs with Christ by receiving him. Yeah. And becoming transparent. So it's not saying, oh, I'm not of this world, so this world's not my home. But wait, Jesus said, don't take them out of this world, verse 15. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do you see how that contradicts this theology now? It's not. It's not that you're not of this world. You're. You're. You know. You're in this world. You're not of the world system, the Babylonian captive captive system. You're a part of his kingdom's system. Um, and I'm just going to continue reading because we're we're really pressed. On yeah, time. we are. <laughs> but there's so much more. <laughs> so it much. says, um, "I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through the is. word." So there that's talking is. about us now, mm-hmm. transcending the disciples up through us now, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given unto them, that they may be one as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. So God sees you and loves you with the same measure that he sees and loves Christ. And he sent the Holy Spirit that we can become one with the Father. Dude, like, let, let, let that sink in for a minute. He sees you and loves you with the same measure that he sees and loves Christ. That's deep. That's just so... Revelatory, but that's where the perfectly one comes in. Yeah, again, the Holy Spirit brings that oneness. Yeah, in us, absolutely through us, transparency. That's that word again. That that they may that the world may know who sent. Yeah, you know this is where we're at. So so um, 
Go ahead. Yeah, verse 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love within which you have loved me may be in them, and I am in them. So as we talked about, it's that co-dwelling, co-relationship where we know him, Yep. and he is in us, we're in him, and mm-hmm. he shines through us into this world. So that way he can rescue that one that's gotten away through us, because he's all about rescuing if he's all about sanctifying and separating and and filling and shining through us he tells us you know he prays that we be kept from the evil systems of this world of performance-based christianity and performance-based religion and performance-based anything that way we're not trapped that way we're not bound that way we are free to shine the way that he intends us to and remember, it's not us, him bouncing his light off of us. It's him illuminating within us and yeah. through us. And that is such a powerful point, I think. It's such a, just a deep point that he is shining through us. He's not up there pointing a the light down, bouncing off of us. It's literally within us and shining through us. And now it's our job to rid the world of this darkness. And how do we do that? by being love and being light to all those that we come in contact with. We want to thank you for tuning into this episode of Calvary's Compass. Thank you for, for joining us. We've been enjoying this podcast, and we hope that you have too. If you like what you heard, check us out on Facebook, Mount Calvary Church of God. Um, check us out on our website, mountcalvarycog.com. If you have any questions, email us at, email us at mountcalvarycog.com. Check out our Mount Calvary Church of God podcast anywhere that podcasts are available for to hear our sermons on Sundays. But anyways, God bless, and we'll see you next week. See ya.